Hey there, thoughtful listener. This is Josh Elledge, CEO of UpMyInfluence.com. I'm so excited to announce our new Thoughtful Entrepreneur High Ticket Sales Coaching Program, which you can try absolutely free. No credit card needed. Head to upmyinfluence.com slash free. We're also actively seeking guests for our daily commercial-free entrepreneurial inspiration podcast, the one you're listening to. If you know someone who is doing six to eight figures in business, send them our way. Just go to upmyinfluence.com slash guest. Now let's get on with the show. With us right now, Michael Whitehouse, you're a networking concierge, motivational speaker, author, podcaster, and you're known as the guy who knows a guy. Michael, thank you for joining us. Yes, thank you for having me. All those things are true. And what does a guy who knows a guy do? Like, how do you, what do you do with knowing so many people? I connect people. Uh, I I collect people and <laughs> not, not like in a not like in a creepy serial killer way, but in a I, I connect connections <laughs> that I can provide value with. And I've been doing this as as a way to provide value and just kind of be a good person for years. Mm-hmm. Uh, I first moved here to Groton, Connecticut, knowing no one, and just started going to every networking event I could find. And then found I was able to make connections with people. I can make introductions. I can solve problems. It was pretty cool. So I did more of it. And then I moved up and up and connected more and more people, eventually wrote a book about it because I realized I was doing something totally replicable. So I wrote a book called The Guy Who Knows a Guy. Uh, that then that moniker stuck to me because it's kind of a cool name. And, and if you're running a networking event and you have the author of The Guy Who Knows a Guy at your event with the book in the raffle, then it makes you sound better to say, hey, it's The Guy Who Knows a Guy himself here at our networking event. Mm-hmm. So that's how I got that nickname. And it was years before I realized uh, that that I could actually make a business from it. I was enriching other people. I made other people hundreds of thousands of dollars through introductions, yeah. connections, and uh, and I got you know nice thank you notes and and um, people would would be very grateful. Didn't get any money for it, but people were very <laughs> grateful, very thankful. Uh, and finally, um, finally, I got some some advice uh, that pointed me in the right direction of like you know people get it paid for introductions. And I said, oh, I like getting paid for helping other people make lots of money. So uh, and that's when networking concierge came from. It's funny you should mention this, um, you know, because we kind of went through uh, something that I, I think you'll appreciate. So, uh, uh, you know, we were just a we were a PR agency. Uh, you know, I was doing consulting. Um, you know, I had another company that had done quite well, and then so kind of started helping people with this. But then a funny thing happened when we started um, expanding. Quite frankly, this podcast is I mm-hmm. is I got to know hundreds and hundreds of successful business leaders. And at some point, the value of my network exceeded the value of services that I could offer as a, you know, as a PR consultant, because mm-hmm. I'm like, wait a minute, if I just connect this person with that person, and maybe we have a partner or business relationship together. Yeah. Well, I, I can make a couple of thousand dollars and I don't have to do anything. Uh-huh. <laughs> All I have to uh-huh. do is just like, oh, okay. So, uh, you know, and if it works out. So um, I, I like letting other people handle the services. And, you know, mm-hmm. I'm just kind of the guy that uh, I like that. I that's Okay. So now I'm really curious, Michael, like what your model ends up looking like. And, and again, feel free to share as much or as little as you mm-hmm. want on that. I don't know the details. Yeah. No, no, I'm, I'm happy to share. Cause it's, it's the kind of model that if someone were to learn my model and steal it and copy it, I'd be better off and everyone else would too. 
Yeah. Uh, it's a model where my model is connecting people and creating value. And it's mm-hmm. simply a matter of how can I support myself so I can do it more. Mm-hmm. Now, for a while, I was a I that was the most popular and well-connected Uber driver in town because I couldn't <laughs> figure out how to monetize. So I was monetizing on the side and doing the work. But the 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 basic model is that I work with people who are who have high revenue, high, you know, have a lot of money. Their their time is worth more than their money. They probably mm-hmm. know how to network. They might even like networking, although they might also not like having to do it themselves. But they they don't have the time with the scale of their business to be going to an eight-hour networking event or to be going yeah. to, Oof. you know, or to be going to an event that may or may not be good. Because I go to a lot of events that I don't know if it's going to be great or not, but I always meet one or two people. So they pay me a, a retainer, a monthly retainer, uh, plus a percentage of anything large I bring. You know, if I bring a million-dollar deal, then I get more than my retainer for that. And then they give me an idea of who they're looking to meet. I get a good sense of what they're, not just their avatar, but they may have multiple, you know, I'm looking to meet people who can do joint ventures for my coaching business, but also investment partners and also real estate opportunities. So if I happen to stumble across it, I'm aware they're looking for that. And then every person I meet, I'm, the first thought is I'm comparing them against my list of clients and who they need to meet out of that list. Uh, So, and of course my clients are awesome people. For the most part, I'm not just, I'm not just promoting them to sell something. It's mostly for joint ventures. It's for collaboration. Uh, and if it is to sell something, it's really because the person I'm talking to has a problem my client can uniquely solve. It's not just, hey, talk to talk to Josh. He's got to sell you something. He's cool. It's it's talk to Josh. He can, working together, you can both win. So when I meet with someone, I'm thinking, okay, so do they need, do they need to meet Susie? Do they need to meet John? Do they need to meet Fred? Do they need to meet Alex? And I, I like to joke, I'm a professional frog kisser. So I kiss all the frogs, <laughs> see which ones turns into the princes. So for my clients, they're not spending all the time meeting all yeah. these people. They're just getting the results. And then, and of course, they still have to meet with them one, the ones I send, but they meet the ones that I've curated to say, okay, here's four people this week, who, this week who meet your criteria. I met 27 people this week. Four of them are for you. Mm. Uh, but now they didn't have to spend 20 hours meeting all these different people. And thus, that's that's where the... Uh, the value occurs. That's amazing. I love that. I love that model. And and do you um like who would make a, a really great client for you that you're like, yeah, that kind of fits the sweet spot for me where I can really lean into my existing network already. And we're probably going to have some success before too long. Yep. Uh, so there's a couple of criteria. Um, the first is that when I share with them what the retainer is, which I won't say exactly what it is, but it's four digits. Uh, that they don't, they're not shocked. So that they're saying, hmm, okay, that's a decent investment. Cause that tells me one, their company is large enough. They have enough cash flow that they're not yeah. betting the farm on me. I don't want that pressure. No, I don't want to, right, want right. to depend on if I make the right introduction. Um, and two, they can monetize an introduction. So if they hear that number and they're like, yeah, okay, that sounds good. It's because they know one introduction could be worth 20,000, 50,000, a hundred thousand dollars. So if I make two good introductions a year, we're still talking about a 10x return on the investment. And I intend to make more than two good introductions. But I want it to be a no-brainer that the, the, the value differential uh, is, is huge there. Uh, and then I, my clients or my, my audience focuses in that entrepreneurial space. Um, the coaches, coaches, trainers, speakers, that sort of space, the people who support them. And then a little bit into, I tend to run across some investors, some real estate people, people like that as well. Um, but if someone needs to make a lot of co- a lot of corporate connections, 
that's not where my audience is. I know someone who does that, so I can refer them over. Um, if they're looking to get very specific into a geographic area, you know, if they just want people in Toronto, that's not me because I work in the virtual space all over the world. Um, but people in the general, uh, so someone called them cast members, uh, coaches, authors, speakers, and trainers. So in that world where a lot of the coaching programs, joint ventures, um, I, I find there's, there's really good synergy there and, mm -hmm. and be able to find a lot of, uh, create a lot of value without having to go and build an entirely new branch of my network. Yeah. When you speak uh, at events, what, what is, what are your typical topics? I, I would assume networking. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yep. Yeah. So, so I'm actually looking forward to getting back to live events. So my business yeah. really became a business with the pandemic. I moved out of little Southeast Connecticut, not physically moved, but branched out into the virtual world. And so almost everything I've been doing has been behind a screen and behind a camera. Uh, but when I do speak, whether it's on podcasts or virtual summits or whatnot, and in the future, hopefully, if anyone's listening, uh, live stages, looking forward to that. Most of my topics do tend to be uh, around networking because uh, that's my my strength and, and passion. Uh, my go-to speech is how to network without talking to strangers because I was shocked to discover that unlike myself, most people are not excited to go to networking events. I think they're like super cool <laughs> cocktail parties. Most people think they're stressful and awful and miserable. And I can understand if you're not a hyper extrovert that it might be that way. So I can teach people how to network and build the kind of network I have without ever going to a networking event. It's yeah. just about leveraging the one-on-one -on -one meetings you do the right way. Um, yeah. I can also teach people um, how to build a network from nothing because I did that. I had I knew no people and then I knew lots of people. And there was a process that I wrote down in this handy little manual, uh, but I speak on that as well. And yeah. the thing about being a, a big connector is you learn a little bit about everything. So if someone has an event like, hey, we need someone to talk about basic social media branding, you know, for the person who has a Facebook page, doesn't know how to use, they're not looking to do, spend a million dollars in advertising, they just want to have a decent Facebook presence. I can speak on that. I can speak, a, I know a little bit of everything, master of all, you know, jack of all trades, because when you talk to 2000 entrepreneurs, you'll learn a little bit from each one. Yeah, so I've got a little bit yeah. share, but the networking topics are really the go-to, uh, go-to topics. If I'm yeah, speaking in my deep strength, yeah. What is what are your best uh, techniques for building a new relationship with someone who's achieved some success in business? Uh, so my go-to is always looking for ways I can solve their problem, mm -hmm. um, and this is also the answer to the question of how do I approach people at networking events. Um, so it's. So people who are wondering that question, I'm answering two questions at once. It's you go into the conversation saying, what problems does this person have and what solutions can I offer either with introductions or knowledge or services, but somehow identify the problems, identify the pain points, but not simply to sell them. Because in sales, you can identify the pain points and then show how your product solves their pain point. My approach is identify the pain points so that I know how I can help them and if something I sell helps them, cool. Usually that's not the case statistically, but I probably know someone who can help them or I know a strategy. Now, sometimes as simple as someone's got a podcast and it's it's really cumbersome to produce and I give them three websites. I'm like, here's where you should host it. Here's where you can produce it. Here's where you can buy a good microphone. Like that's everything I needed to have a podcast. I can have a podcast yeah. now. So it's identify their problem, create a solution with the resources I have. And then whatever I ask them for, they're like, how can I help you? You just help me. How can I help you? And that's how you build the network. 
Yeah. Imagine that. Um, hey, so a lot of times folks might be thinking of what you're talking about. They might try to solve that problem. So what they want to have is more high-level conversations with people that might be joint venture partners, investors, customers, et cetera. And they might say, well, that's a lead gen problem. So we need to invest more into lead gen. And so, and I've interviewed several lead gen companies on this podcast. And when you start to really drill down how are you doing it? And, you know, after the microphone is off, kind of all the same thing. They're just <laughs> sending out a lot of DMs, a lot of cold emails. It's fairly transactional. It's, if I'm being frank, it's a little spammy. And, and I'm being generous when I say a little spammy for some of them. And um, that's not what you do. Yeah. So um, what are the inherent disadvantages to trying to solve? If you sell a higher ticket, trying to get, uh, you know, with someone that's a, a higher level decision maker, why is traditional lead gen maybe not the right answer to that uh, problem? Well, so traditional lead gen in the in the the, the high volume, low return. Yeah, if you're going to like one one of one of the people I work with does that kind of lead generation, but his clients only pay for the, the positive returns because it could take a yeah. hundred emails to get one person to raise their hand and say yes. So if you're manually sending out emails, then that's nuts if you're going to have a 1% return rate, uh, mm -hmm. unless you know that you hire other people for that. But the better way to do it is to work with people to get direct introductions, which is what I do. I don't like, I mean, I do like talking to strangers. It's fun. I don't like having to approach strangers for a purpose. That, that's really uncomfortable. Oof, I don't like doing that. Yeah, I used to. I used to sell magazine ads and I would cold call every business Oof. in town. It was, it was great. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like, like I would have to take, I don't, you know, I was just, man, I just had someone, I mean, they were kind of a legit business and all of a sudden they had like two people from their company DM me the exact same message within a day of each other. And it was just like, is that really what, I mean, yeah. I feel like that that's a, that's a rep. It's, it's bad for your reputation. It just annoys people. And is yep. that really what you want your legacy to be? For me, I feel like I'd have to take a shower after that, well, you know, especially that after that conversation where someone's popping into a call. All right. What's your deal? Pitch me your thing. What are you doing? Like, yeah. well, and, oh, and that's not worst. even the best way to cold approach people. When, when I first got into this, the you know, pandemic started, everything locked down. My magazine business wasn't going to work anymore. One of the first things I learned was a strategy that was indirectly from a, a coach named Taki Moore. Um, I've never met Taki. I met one of his students. And it was basically a brilliant strategy because it was, you engage people in a conversation, not just cold DMing them because of their tags, but like they made a comment and then you message them. And you, you say something to get a conversation going. And then you start asking questions, not questions like, what do you do? Because if I get have people say, what do you do one more time? Like, it's on my profile. Read my profile. But intelligent questions um, about, about, you know, how are things going now? What are you trying to do? What is your next goal? What's holding you back from that? You know, questions that make it sound like you actually care. And then mm -hmm. you'll discover what the pain point is and what the, the breach is. And if you can solve it, then you can ask something like, would you like help with that? Who doesn't want help? So if you're going to do the cold approach, there's ways to do it that aren't spammy and obnoxious. Uh, but the even better way to do that is talk to people and create those kind of win-win solutions. Or you know that, that's where joint ventures are great because if you have a program 
And I'm emailing my audience saying, hey, my friend Josh has a fantastic program that solves this problem. And if you have this problem, you should definitely go check out his program. It's got that social proof. It's got that second secondhand connection. And then when they come in, they're here to say, I do have a problem. You have a solution. You're probably going to try to sell it to me. And if it'll solve my problem, I'm going to want to buy it. So you've got that understanding as opposed to I'm just opening up LinkedIn because I'm opening up LinkedIn not to yeah. buy, you know, whatever thing you're selling today. And you haven't even asked if I have the problem. You know, I, I regularly get, get these spam calls for a website that <laughs> I have not had in five years. And not yeah. only do I not have it, it's associated to a business that I separated um, aggressively from. Like I have nothing to do with them. I never want to hear from them again. And yeah. they keep calling, we're calling you about this website that's in your name. And I'm like, I don't even know how it's in my name. Like that website went down three years ago. So we talk about lack of lack of approach, but, but yep. it's, it's, but if you're approaching from that, again, that problem solution that how do I solve your problem, then you don't have to do, do that awkward DMing cold approaching. And at this, a certain level, you don't even have to contact people you don't know ever. Every conversation comes from, I introduced you to someone, um, you know, I, I think you might want to talk to this person. I think this person might benefit from knowing you. Yeah. Are you familiar uh, with like Bob Burr, Go-Giver, you know, oh, kind yeah. of that, the whole concept of leading and generosity and, um, oh, look, he's going to grab it. <laughs> this one? Yeah. I was like, yeah. I've got my, I've got my sales one right here. Yeah. Um, what do you like about that approach? And are there any, maybe, maybe somewhere where he kind of leaves off that, that you know, maybe cracks that you feel like you're kind of filling in based off of that kind of an approach, right? Where we're leading with a lot of generosity. We're not leading with, you know, what's in it for me, you know, that, that sort of attitude. Yeah. Well, I, I, I love it. First off, it's comfortable. Like I feel good doing it. Everyone I encounter, you know, I, because my default is that I, I make an introduction, you know, everyone I meet, I try to help them with something, usually an introduction. They're pretty easy to make when you know a lot of people and I will regularly run into people who I don't even remember meeting them six months ago. You know, we talked for 20 minutes. I made an introduction and off I went. So I will, I'll, I'll meet someone six months later. Like, oh, thank you so much for the introduction. You got me the job or the thing. You know, this great thing happened from it. I'm like, cool. What was your name again? Who are you? Um, because I helped five people that day. Uh, so it's a great place to be because I, I never have to worry about running into an old client in the supermarket and having to like duck behind the, the ground beef to make sure they don't see me because it always yeah. just leaves those, those positive impressions. But I, I think what's what's great about it is, is it feels good. Everyone feels good about it. Now, it doesn't necessarily scale to every industry and every business because I've sort of built my business into this. Yeah. And I think that's that's one thing we always need to keep in mind if we're in a great business spot so we can do these things and constantly lead with giving. If you need to sell five sets of business cards a day because you're a print salesperson, mm -hmm. then the, then a strategy like mine where I, I don't present, I get introduced to people, they ask mm -hmm. me what's a networking concierge, I tell them the details. And if they say, I think that would help me, then I will tell them how they can hire me and then screen them to see if I want to work with them. That's yeah. because I built my offering to be very unique and have a very clear value proposition. And it took me a long time to get here. When I was selling cars, I couldn't use that strategy. When I was selling no, printing, right. I couldn't use that strategy. So I think it's an important thing for as coaches to remember, not everyone can do exactly what we do. 
but still, even if I'm selling cars, I can still lead with the value and I can still lead with, with what I can give and how I can help. And I used to sell Volkswagens and I would be very, I'd be helpful. I'd be gentle, you know, no pressure. They could leave whenever they want. Uh, I'd answer any question. They, like if they have a question, I'm answering it, whatever it is. You want to know what the average rainfall is in Belize? I'm looking <laughs> it up on Google for you. I don't know why you need to know that, but I'm looking it up. Mm. And that got sales. It, it made it work better because it was that giving approach. Someone says, I want to go check out the Honda down the road. I'd say, sure, go ahead, check it out. It'll be here till eight. They said, well, we might buy the Honda. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah, I know who works on a dealership. Good luck. I'll see you. I'll be here till eight. And I call these boomerang <laughs> sales. I mean, I, I wasn't, that was in my head. Yeah. Yeah. Right. 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 I'm like, that was the inside voice. Do. <laughs> do whatever you need to do. I'm not going anywhere. The cars aren't yeah. going. It will be here. And I call these boomerang sales because it was something like 70%. I'd be like, off to the Honda dealership, you go and back you come because uh, they were aggressive down there. So they went to the next place. Mm, they, mm-hmm. they remembered working with nice me, friendly, yes. you know, friendly, smiling Michael. And yeah. then they go down there and they got the manager backing them in the corner and banging oh, them. Like, what can oh, I do yep, to yep. today? What can we do to get you in this car day? And they're like, nothing. I'll <laughs> yeah. take in the Jetta. And they kind of come crawling back in. They'd be like, just, but we'll, we'll take it. We're, yeah. Get us. Yeah. Get I us love it. Michael Whitehouse, your website is guywhoknowsaguy.com. When someone clicks there, where do they go? What should they do? Uh, first thing they should do is, is right at the top is a place where it asks them for their email address. And if they put that in, they are going to get an MP3 of the audiobook of The Guy Who Knows a Guy, read by the Oh, author. cool. Um, so that's where they should start. And then if they scroll down, they'll see all the different things I do, Network Concierge, podcasts, all the rest. Mm. But uh, they could start by getting that MP3, taking, giving it a listen. And then they'll have all of my secrets that I knew up to 2019. I love it. All right. Michael Whitehouse, again, uh, your website, guywhoknowsaguy.com. Thank you so much, Michael, for joining us. All right. Thanks for having me. Thanks for listening to the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Show. If you are a thoughtful business owner or professional who would like to be on this daily program, we have an audience of over 120,000 that we would love to promote your story to. Please visit upmyinfluence.com slash guest. I'm also so excited to announce our new Thoughtful Entrepreneur High-Ticket Sales Coaching Program, which you can try absolutely free, no credit card needed. Head to upmyinfluence.com slash free. If you got something out of this interview, would you share this episode on social media? Just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it on the socials. If you do that, tag us with the hashtag upmyinfluence. Each month, we scour Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram. We pick one winner from each platform, and you get crowned king or queen of that social media. What do you win? Well, we will promote you and retweet you and reshare you and your business to over 120,000 social media fans totally free. Can you also hook us up in your podcast player right now? please give us a thumbs up or a rating and review and we promise to read it all and take action. Thank you if you've done this already. We believe that every person has a message that can positively impact the world. Your feedback helps us fulfill that mission. And while you're at it, please hit that subscribe button. You know why? Tomorrow, that's right, seven days a week, you are going to be inspired and motivated to succeed. 15 to 20 minutes a day. 
My name's Josh Elledge. Let's connect on the socials. You'll find all the stuff we're doing at upmyinfluence.com. Thanks for listening and thank you for being a part of the thoughtful entrepreneur movement. Thank you.